Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for August 4th, 2020. On this day in 1884, cyclist Thomas Stevens was the first to bicycle across the United States. In 1884, Stevens acquired a black enameled Columbia 50-inch standard penny farthing with nickel-plated wheels built by the Pope Manufacturing Company of Chicago. He packed his handlebar bags with socks, a pair shirt, a raincoat that doubled as a tent and bedroll, and a pocket revolver and left San Francisco at 8 o'clock on the 22nd of April of 1884. From Sacramento, Stevens traveled through the Sierra Nevada mountains to Nevada, Utah, and Wyoming. En route, he was greeted by members of local bicycle clubs, most prominently the president of a chapter of the League of American Wheelmen in Laramie, Wyoming. He had never seen North America east of the Mississippi, and he reached Boston after 3,700 miles on wagon trails, railways, canal towpaths, and public roads to complete the first transcontinental bicycle ride on the 4th of August of 1884. Harper's Magazine reported more than one-third of the route followed by Mr. Stevens had to be walked, 83 and a half days of actual travel and 20 days of stoppage for wet weather, etc., made 103 and a half days occupied in reaching Boston, the distance by wagon road being about 3,700 miles. He followed the old California Trail most of the way across the plains and mountains, astonishing the Indians and meeting with many strange adventures. Stephen passed the winter in New York and contributed sketches of his transcontinental trip to Outing Magazine. The magazine made him a special correspondent and sent him on the steamer City of Chicago to Liverpool, England. He landed there ten days later on the 9th of April of 1885 and left his bicycle in the underground storerooms of the London and Northwestern Railway and went by train to London to arrange his crossing of Europe and investigate conditions in Asia. He was helped by an interpreter at the Chinese embassy who discouraged him from riding across Upper Burma and China. He returned to Liverpool on the 30th of April of 1885, and on the 4th of May made a formal start to his ride at Edge Hill Church, where several hundred people watched him leave. He wrote this, A small sea of hats is enthusiastically waved aloft. A ripple of applause escaped from 500 English throats as I mount my glistening bicycle. And with the assistance of a few policemen, 25 Liverpool cyclers who have assembled to accompany me out extricate themselves from the crowd, mount and fall into line two abreast, and merrily we wheel down Edge Lane and out of Liverpool. It began raining within minutes. He rode wearing a white military helmet through England, passing through Berkhamsted, where he had been born. He recorded that roads in England were better than in America. He took the ferry from New Haven to Dieppe to cross to France and continued through Germany, Austria, Hungary, where he picked up a temporary cycling companion with whom he shared no language, Slavonia, Serbia, Bulgaria, Rumelia, and Turkey. 
In Constantinople, he rested among people who had heard of America, refitted with spare spokes, tires, and other parts, and a better pistol, a 38 caliber Smith & Wesson, waited for reports of banditry to subside, and then peddled off through Anatolia, Armenia, Kurdistan, Iraq, and Iran, where he waited out the winter in Tehran as a guest of the Shah. Stevens' travels through Japan were reported in the newspaper. Along the way, Stevens sent a series of letters to Harper's Magazine detailing his experiences and later collected those experiences into a two-volume book of 1,000 pages called Around the World on a Bicycle, which is still available in a single-volume paperback and publicly available at digital library projects today. His publications also include Wild Peafowls in British India of St. Nichols Magazine of September 1888, a story titled Some Asiatic Dogs in St. Nicholas Magazine of February of 1890, and Through Russia on a Mustang through Cassell Publishing Company in New York of 1891. The Pope Company preserved Stevens' bicycle until World War II when it was donated to a scrap drive to support the war effort. Thomas Wentworth Higginson, who heard Stevens speak at the Massachusetts Bicycle Club, had this to say. He seemed like Jules Verne, telling his own wonderful performances, or like a contemporary Sinbad the Sailor. We found that modern mechanical invention, instead of disenchanting the universe, had really afforded the means of exploring its marvels the more surely. Instead of going round the world with a rifle for the purpose of killing something, or with a bundle of tracts in order to convert somebody, this bold youth simply went around the globe to see the people who were on it. And since he always had something to show them as interesting as anything they could show him, he made his way among all nations. Thomas Stevens. What a life. I learned something new today, and I hope you did too. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.